pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's R&R, officially and correctly. Here on San Antonio Sports Star, we'll add a J in there. James Pledger sitting comfortably in Rudy's stead, and we'd like to welcome on for his weekly, though we only get half the fun this week, R.J. Ochoa. How are you doing this morning, sir? It's great to be with you all. Um, I know I sound sexy. Uh, it's not, Ooh. you know, because uh, because I am. Uh, I've been, you know, they tell you being a father is wonderful and full of joy. It is. Don't get me wrong. But they're seething but with crap. Kids I've been are sick like, yeah, I've been sick like 10 times in the last two months. It's they're a walking germ. Well, the good news is eventually you build up the, the daddy kind of protective layer that you just don't get it anymore. Uh, but you've got a couple more years to deal with it. You know, it's funny. I spent the last 10 days with the, what it sounds like what you're dealing with. And I gave it to Rudy, so I'm really proud of that. <laughs> and evidently, it, it, it made it through the microphone, through the airwaves, through the inner tubes to you. Uh, but we are glad that you're here on a Friday as we get ready for a get-back game, a, a make-good game, a fix-it-all-that-ails-you kind of game. When you come and do a game against the Giants, obviously it's an NFC East game, but uh, we're dealing with Danny DeVito or whatever the heck his name is and a, and a Giant team that is you know, just trying to play out the string. What's the best expectation apart from winning uh, this weekend? I mean, I think, you know, the Cowboys are 16-point favorites right now, depending on where you look. It's the largest line for an NFL game this season. They were 12-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Arizona, and they lost. I mean, so mm-hmm. it can happen. I think um, I think we'll see a lot of chalk tendencies from the Cowboys. I mean, you know, could you look at this in, in your most optimistic sense and say it's a bit of a glorified traditional third preseason game? Yeah, but you, it's the NFL. You can't count these things out. Because if you do lose this game beyond – you know, the suckage or embarrassment, it is a divisional game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, you would really set yourself behind the eight ball uh, to drop this really easy, winnable contest. you got to take care of it. you got to knock down the tomato cans, and that's what, uh, what Sunday is the first opportunity to do. RJ, with the schedule that the Eagles have coming up this month and the schedule that the Cowboys have coming up this month, they have to be able to make hay at this part of the season knowing what's looming in December, right? Yeah, I mean, and while everyone is rightfully noting, you know, the gauntlet the Eagles are going through, they got to play the Bills. The Cowboys still have to play the Bills. Cowboys still have to play the – you know, the Cowboys schedule starting the Thursday after Thanksgiving is its own gauntlet. They mm-hmm. host the Seahawks. They host the Eagles. They go to Buffalo, go to Miami, come back and host Detroit. And it's possible that if Dallas beats Detroit in that game and everything breaks a certain way – 
that they could clinch the first round bye for Philadelphia in in the process. I mean, so things could get really. What? Now weird. say that again. Uh, say that again. Well, well, think about it. I mean, the top contenders for the number one seed in the NFC right now are the Eagles, the Lions, and the Forty Nine ers. So. If, if things play out chalk between now and week 17, which is when Dallas hosts Detroit, I mean, it's possible. I mean, Detroit's schedule is really friendly. Like, if you look at the Lions' schedule, they got nobody on right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it is very possible, particularly if Philly beats Dallas in the rematch. That would really make winning the division impossible for the Cowboys. It's possible that, you know, the Cowboys knocking down the Lions in week 17 could clinch the number one seed for the Eagles, or at least very much help them. Um, and so it's it's just a weird part of the way the schedule plays itself out. But to your point, Pledge, I mean, you you have to hope the Eagles are going to drop a couple, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. two, and in, in, in the most optimistic sense, three. And so you have to you have to win out through Thanksgiving at the very least right now. That is R.J. Ochoa, the editor in chief of Blogging the Boys, Rock the Mic champ, and generally sick daddy, um, joining us. The you talked about the glorified preseasonness of this game and how it feels. Uh, put us in order the things that if, if you could go to work and fix things with the Cowboys over the next couple of weeks against these teams, that you could genuinely address some of the the weaker parts of the team. Put them in order of the things that you would like to see fixed as they get through this uh, weaker part of the November schedule. I mean, I think it'd be the run game. Um, you know, I I don't believe in. Uh, running the setup play action or, you know, breaking the wheel of your opponent or things like that. But um, you're going to have to be able to run the ball to win, you know, close games, playoff games, certainly playoff games in cold environments if it comes down to that. And the Cowboys run game is awful. Uh, Tony Pollard through his first eight games this season has fewer yards than Zeke Elliott had through his first eight games last year. Like that, when I realized that this week, it really depressed me in a different way. Um, you know, somebody asked me earlier this week, like, oh, Dak's definitely throwing for like 400 yards this week. I was like, why? Like, what, what would, would, that would, that would be a terrible thing. Like, if Dak had to throw for 400 yards against the Giants, it would mean something went terribly wrong. Uh, so, I mean, you have to hope, obviously, that, that this, again, is an opportunity for you to kind of work on things. Um, I mean, the Cowboys' offensive line has been shaky. Terrence Steele has been bad, um, which is not a fun thing to say on these airwaves, at least. Um, and so, you know, you've, you've got to figure it out. You you do kind of have this little three-week stretch to, I don't want to say play with your food, but, but right. order some things off, off the menu. You know what I mean? Like expand your, your horizon. With, open, with that, widen your palate. Uh, before we get – James, I know you got a question. With the running game, do, do you think we might see more Dowdle, or is that just – it's just – it is what it is? I think at this point you've got to be willing to try it. I mean, and, you know, I don't I, – I think saying things like, oh, Tony Pollard isn't cut out to be a number one back. Tony Pollard can't absorb the, you know, the physical demands of being a number one back. I think saying things like that generally are stupid. Like, yes. I, I, I don't subscribe to, you know, those kind of platitudes. But it's really hard to disagree with that right now. <laughs> like, I mean, like, um, like it, it's really hard to refute the evidence. Again, I I really struggle to say that's the reason why. Um, But you have to explain it somehow, some way. And the Cowboys are technically a better run-blocking group than they are a pass-blocking one. And the passing offense is through the roof right now. And so, I mean, all signs point to Pollard kind of being the main issue. And so I do think, you know, sprinkling in some more data 
uh, just to, to kind of mix up. It might be a rising tide that lifts all boats. Now, you want to get the run game going. I fear there's a perception of being able to run the ball if you're able to kind of run it over the next three or four games because of the competition that would lure them into a false perception of being able to run it. I came uh, to the conclusion after watching the Panthers-Texans game, quit taking the ball out of your best player's hands. C.J. Stroud is obviously your best player. Put in his See, hands and let him go win. Here. We had no, to. no, no, no. But this relates the same to the Dallas Cowboys because offensively, your best two players are Dak and C.D., so why not get the – and it seems like over the last three weeks when the offense has really been playing at its best, Dak and CD have been cooking. 466 yards, 107 receiving yards on Sunday. We'll pass Terrell Owens. CD is one of four Cowboys wide receivers to have at least 450 receiving yards in a three-game stretch. Amazing. 2007, T.O. was the first to do it. Uh, Pledge, this is the first time since I've known you that the Texans have been fun and enjoyable, so I don't blame you for getting you know, into it. I'm really happy for you. Uh, I see all your social posts. Pledge is, is living life right now. With the Texans. <laughs> and rightfully I mean, so. How, how could you no, yeah. but like, uh, it, 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 Dak and CD are the best players on the Cowboys offense, correct? I agree with you, but um, you still you need more. I mean, Dak and CD were an option in San Francisco in the divisional round last year. When Tony Pollard got hurt, it was just CD Lane in terms of explosive playmakers. And so maybe the maybe the solution isn't okay. We got to figure out the run game, but you got to figure out Brandon Cooks then. Like you know what I mean? Like you got to figure something out. Like this, you know, CD Lamb is awesome, but at a certain point, someone is going to be able to stop him. I mean, you know, this three game stretch has been fun. But like. You have the the water has to find another way out if if that you know hole is plugged and right now it's not Brandon Cooks it's not Michael Gallup maybe it's Jalen Tober it's definitely not Tony Pollard like it can't be Dak you know running for six yards on a you know second and seven or whatever like you you simply have to find another option because every team you're contending with has multiple. That's R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys you know talking about this offensive line. Uh, we saw in the practice report yesterday, and, and McCarthy was asked about it, James asked about it, you know, uh, Tyron Smith not practicing. And I get it. I mean, I wouldn't practice him either. Uh, James told me every practice injury he's had it came in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, does that limit them as far as flexibility on this offensive line in that if he's not even practicing, how can we even ex- begin to expect him to maybe shift to right tackle considering what he did last year? Because he can't even put in the reps to even get himself ready. So do you kind of get why Steven and Jerry and everybody talking about their right tackle problem, but it's not a problem in that they're going to even try to fix because they can't? Yeah, I mean, of course it's a problem. Like, of course it hinders them. Hinder, by the way, a great band uh, with some underrated songs besides the the mainstream one. But, um, I mean, yeah, like, but they're stuck. I mean, they're literally stuck. Yeah, they're halfway, you know, they went for a run, you know what I mean? But And they did an outdoor run, not the, the treadmill at, you know, at the gym in the apartment complex. And they're halfway out. So, like, they have to get home. You know but didn't I mean? they like, move Tyron during the season last year? I mean, they did move him over, but he was at least practicing and able to go through the reps to get himself ready. And now he don't even do that. They did because Steele was lost for the season. Right. And so they had, they you know, they really had no choice. And, I mean, they're even kind of stuck with Steele. And, like, I know he had a really bad game. I know he's been bad. But, I, I mean, I think that making a move would be a rash overreaction. 
uh, particularly because you do have three games where you can kind of hopefully get him some help and figure things out a little bit here. You have to consider that he is coming back from injury as well, obviously. Um, but, yeah, like, is it ideal that, you know, your left tackle is really potentially not going to practice at all Ever again. the rest of the season? Or for the rest I of mean, his career? Yeah. Ever That's again. ridiculous. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's one of it's like the Pollard can't handle you know RB one snaps. It's 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 actually sounded so dumb. I mean, people have tweeted that at me for even like just don't have him practice and like, and everybody says it somewhat tongue in cheek. But like, it's the situation is so dire that you kind of have to do it. Somebody um, I wrote a, an article about it yesterday, and somebody said, yeah, just have him watch film. And somebody responds that. I don't even want him watching film. <laughs> he was like, yeah. he, he could he could poke his eye out. Oh. Like, I don't want. <laughs> the problem is, he didn't practice last week and was fantastic against Philadelphia. So it feeds the narrative. I mean, that's that again. Like, you know, here are lemonades. You know what I mean? Like, here are the lemons. Excuse me. You have to make lemonade at this point. Like, it's November tenth. You know what I mean? Like, you can't come up with a different plan. Um, I, I was a, a proponent of keeping Tyron at left tackle at the beginning of the season at training camp. But, I mean, if you were going to make a switch, it had to happen at the bye week. You, you are up the creek right now. You have to finish this out. You have to see this through. And you have to hope that you can kind of adjust and, and figure out a plan along the way that doesn't, you know, lead to disaster. So, RJ, I was asking that Rob this in the break on uh, before you came on. And – I've watched a lot of Cowboys football, and this season in particular, did they did the screen game just go away? Because that feels like a way to get Tony Pollard more involved without having to actually run the football but can kind of be almost like a running play. But I don't see them utilize the screen game that much anymore. They really haven't utilized it a lot in general. Um, the Cowboys – of a screen pass in Arizona um, to Rico Dowdle. That was their first touchdown off of a screen pass since 2019. Um, by the way, the first year that Kellen Moore became offensive coordinator. Um, so <laughs> it's just not uh, a tool that they utilize a lot for whatever reason. I mean, that's not really part of the West Coast offense. The West Coast offense wants to get it out, you know, to your, your fast, shifty wide receivers. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, at, at this point, you got to figure something out. And I think I'm willing to give Mike McCarthy a small benefit of the doubt that he will because C.D. Lamb was like, hey, I need to be more involved, and Mike found a way to do that. And so, I mean, this, I, again, I don't believe in running the ball in the way a lot of archaic mindsets do, but it is a valuable component to your overall offense composition. And you're going to have to be able to do it at some point throughout the rest of this season or into the playoffs. And so – if if that's the way it has to happen, then so be it. That's RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Um, let's talk about the defense for a second. Uh, you you talked about it, and I've heard others mention that Leighton Vander Esch might very well be done. Just uh, that might be it for his career at, at the and and possibly the season, maybe his career. Number fourteen stepping in there, highest ranked uh, rated linebacker in all the football. He's six two, two hundred pounds. Smallest little middle linebacker since what that win and what what was the other little linebacker ran around with him? I mean, what do you make of this? Is he this year's bland? I mean, is this a guy that is going to play himself into a contract and take away a couple of these older safeties' job when he finally moves to the, the, his natural position? 
Yeah, I mean, the linebacker position as a whole is kind of a dying breed uh, right now in the NFL. And um, and Marquise Bell is actually a converted safety, right. which is why he's so small. Um, and so, But is he converted or just spending time there? Is he going to be a safety? No. No, he's converted. They um, at, at training camp, they were like, you're a linebacker. And he, you know, kind of runs with the linebackers. And J. Ron Curse, obviously, um, plays a lot of linebacker. DeMarvion Overshaw, before he was hurt, was figured to be playing a lot of linebacker. That's just how things work. I mean, that's the NFL today. That's defense in the NFL. You're, you're kind of classic middle linebacker, off-ball linebacker that, that looks like Leighton Vanderesh really doesn't exist anymore. With his performance, is that one of the issues? Well, I shouldn't say performance. With his size, is that one of the issues with rush run defense? Um, I mean, a little bit. You, you know, that it, that's just you know physics, right? Big object meets small object, right? Like that's mm-hmm. you know. But but in today's NFL, it, it's become so much of a passing game that you want your fast guys on the field. That's why teams are in nickel often, because you need to be able to run with the fast wide receivers. I mean, the days of, you know, Sean Alexander or, you know, Priest Holmes, like, running you over um, are are well in the past. And so you don't really t- – I mean, the only dude like that in, in the NFL these days is Derrick Henry. And so, you know, if you have to worry about it once every four years if you're the Cowboys, then okay, but – if not, you know, right. think, think about it. I mean, to, the Tony Pollards of the world are much more common than Derrick Henry. Do you expect Bell will be the starting middle linebacker here on out if there is no Van Der Esch? Probably. I mean, mm-hmm. but I, I do think Leighton will come back. It might not be until December or something like that. But, I mean, it gives them options. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, the Cowboys only carried two traditional linebackers on their roster when they said it, you know, after the preseason because you got to have a lot of fast dudes. That's R.J. Ocho of Blogging the Boys here for his weekly. Uh, the The month in front of us lends itself to a whole bunch of questions as they start looking toward the playoffs and the future. And we haven't talked a lot about Dak's extension or renegotiated contract. Are you hearing anything about any movement there, or is, or is it just going to happen in December and we'll get a press release and the extension will be done? No, I mean, I, I haven't heard anything, but I, I would imagine it probably doesn't happen until the offseason at this point. Well, yeah, I don't expect um, it, but there's March. no wavering, right? No, I mean, okay. and, and I mean, it, it's one of the more predictable things. I mean, they're stuck. Um, like, and beyond them being stuck, Dak is playing at an incredibly high mm-hmm. level. Um, so it just makes sense. He will get paid. Somewhere, I would imagine at this point, somewhere around $55 million a year approximately, and everybody will freak out and everybody will hold it against him and everybody will pay no mind to the fact that that's just the way this works. You want to go buy a house right now, check the market, check interest rates. Like You just you have to pay market rate. That's the way life works. Give us your top four teams in the NFL today. Um, Regardless of conference. I put, Ravens, Chiefs, Eagles, not in that order. I'd probably go Ravens, Eagles, Chiefs. And four? And Bengals. They're inevitable. I'm so afraid of them. <laughs> Joe Burrow is inevitable. He is RJ Ochoa stopping by for his regular man. I have a, a recommendation. It's Mucinex DM. You can get it over the <laughs> counter, and it seems to work quite well. 
Uh, work on that uh, voiceover the weekend. Maybe do some voiceover work and sing some songs. Um, That's the plan. Uh, I've I've had so much liquid. I've uh, I've been peeing like three minutes basically. Uh, just glad to, you made you it know, through the interview. <laughs> well, who's you to say what? he didn't? I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have no idea what's going on on the bottom <laughs> half of this screen. Like, well, let's uh, hope we have so, a victory uh, polo Monday. <laughs> and uh, this is the trial weekend, Rob, for the smoked turkey. I've got the brine ready, so it's all happening. Prepping myself, trial run for Thanksgiving, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, you, so let's get this straight. So you've got it brined? Are you I'm brining not, now? I haven't actually brined it yet. What are you going to do the turkey? I'm, I'm, I'm going to brine it today, this mm-hmm. afternoon. I'm going to let it sit all this afternoon, all tonight, and tomorrow I'll take it out and pat it dry and smoke it. So I'm going to let it brine. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to do it spatchcock style. I'm going to smoke it, and uh, we'll see how it Are goes. you going to cut it yourself, or are you going to? I mean, I'm not doing all this. I mean, I'm not okay. carrying this thing. Are, I, well, I was going to ask, <laughs> make sure you've got some strong shears, some industrial-level shears. Don't try it with a knife. Uh, uh, strong shears seem to work better. And by the way, you okay. might want to inject I, a little bit, too. I don't know about that. Like, I've seen some inject ones. Like, I'm a fan of butter and things <laughs> like that, but these things look sloppy wet. No, you don't want so. that far. And you're going to have a nice, humid weekend. Um, this is going to be a good turkey. Congratulations. Enjoy that. And we want pictures, as with, as oh. always. He is RJ Ochoa. Make sure you're following his stuff on the threads, the Twitters, the Facebooks, and, of course, at Blogging the Boys. He is their editor-in-chief, and we get him exclusively right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Be cool, RJ. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, we're just about out of time. He's the goat.